Welcome. My name is Sarah, a trauma recovery coach with Full Circle Wellspring. This is your Wellspring Wednesday. Let's tap into our inner Wellspring today. This week, I want to discuss compassion. One of my most favorite self-practices now, but that was the hardest to learn and utilize, was compassion for myself and then for others. The dictionary defines compassion as sympathetic pity and concern for suffering and misfortune. As a trauma survivor, once you are able to fully recognize what sufferings and misfortunes you have endured, you can start to realize how much compassion you deserve. Once you can see your inner suffering and really truly see it, you will begin to understand how important this self-compassion thing is. If you heard your own story of trauma or abuse from a friend, you would immediately grasp how much compassion they are due. You may even be able to look from the outside in at some of their life choices and coping mechanisms without judgment, but more with that sympathetic pity. You may want to hug your friend or cry with them, feel angry at their abusers, and try to help your friend heal. You see, compassion is a motivating factor in how much care, grace, and love we give to others. Self-compassion, when truly felt in our being, is a motivation to give ourselves allowance for failures and to give ourselves kindness. That is what is so powerful about this practice. It also makes it the most difficult. By sheer humanness, your abuse and trauma actually made you feel worse about yourself especially from early childhood neglect. Once a survivor has learned to turn on themselves as the bad ones, deserving of abuse, worthless or unlovable, they are now locked in a cycle of self-hatred, feelings of unimportance, depression, self-harm, and even suicidal ideation. Even after the trauma and abuse has stopped, us survivors can be stuck wallowing in distaste for ourselves, which actually re-traumatizes our own self over and over. One of the mental tolls of trauma is the ongoing self-degradation that we learned from our abusers. So having a felt sense of compassion, truly understanding what happened to you and allowing yourself to feel pity for yourself, you can begin to repair all of those fears, the maladaptive coping skills, and the mistrust that you have for yourself. Embodying self-compassion literally unclouds your judgment of yourself. Imagine being in a grocery store and you see a young woman rushing around, paying more attention to her phone than the direction of her shopping cart. She stops in the middle of the aisle to text. She looks lost and disheveled, seemingly not seeing all of the other people around her that are trying to get by. You'd be annoyed, most likely. You'd want to tell her off as you pass. Oh, I've been watching you since produce... You're knocking things all over the place and getting in everyone's way. However, if you really watch her and you actually take time to see her, maybe you'd realize the tears in her eyes. It turns out that she's running around quickly to find some dinner for her children after leaving the hospital where her mother just passed away. She's stressed. She's got family texting and calling her, yet she still has to get dinner for her small children waiting at home. Once you can know her pain and her suffering, your whole perspective on her annoying behavior starts to change in you. 
Now you find yourself feeling badly for even being frustrated with her in the first place. Now you want to help her or give her some encouragement, maybe a hug. Maybe you want to pay for her groceries or tell her you know what she's going through because maybe you've lost your mom too. That's why compassion is transformative. That shift in how you perceive someone who's been through something, that's where you remember your humanness and how you would feel if you were them. Judgment ceases and powerful concern, care, and love come rushing in. Now, apply that situation to yourself, to your traumas, your abuse, neglect, your hurting self. Sit with that and feel it in your bones. How can we learn to love ourselves? Self-compassion. How can we be motivated to seek therapeutic help? Self-compassion. How can we be gentler with ourselves as we heal? Self-compassion. When will the cycle of self-hatred and self-blame and unworthiness be broken? When we learn self-compassion. Compassion will never give you a pass to play the victim or hurt someone else or act out of revenge, but compassion will always lead with more love for yourself so that you can love others greater. That's why I say it's my favorite personal practice. And also, it was the hardest for me personally to fully embody. It's so easy to berate myself. It's so easy for that inner critic to flood to the surface and tell me I'm pointless, worthless, unnecessary, stupid, fat, and ugly, and sometimes all at the same time. And then my learned self-compassion practice bubbles over all of those voices, all of that noise, comes to my rescue to remind myself that I am a work in progress, that I am learning and growing, that I'm not just doing the best I can, but that I'm doing a damn good job. A compassionate wellspring inside of you will flood out all of the neglect the emotional abuse, and all the other learned mechanisms that are still trying to hold you down. It's tough to learn fully, but it is easy to start. Try by filling your tank every morning with some compassion before you're annoyed with yourself, before you're triggered or stressed out. Try some things like kind talking, self-affirmations, looking earnestly at yourself in the mirror, hugging yourself, doing one nice thing for yourself or even just closing your eyes and envisioning warmth and love surrounding your body. You'll then spend the day with this friend on your side, helping you battle the forces of evil that are trying to be annoyed with you, that are trying to make you hate yourself and make you feel like nothing. If you can start with a morning routine of loving yourself in whatever way feels good to you, you can be on your way to fully embody lots of chances to fill your self-compassion tank back up, even throughout a very difficult day. It is a practice, that is for sure. In fact, one of the first chances that you'll get to test this out is when you start noticing yourself being mean to yourself for failing <laughs> at self-compassion. It's then actually that your trauma brain and now your new learned compassion brain are battling each other. And that is a great sign because you are recognizing that you failed, but yet the compassion is still coming to your rescue. Compassion will be a warrior to remind you how far you've come. 
It will forgive you when you fall back into an old coping skill or break your boundaries. It will ride in like a knight on shining armor with fresh wind of understanding that yes, I have a ways more to go in my post-traumatic healing, but also yes, I've come a very long way. Compassion will quiet your inner critic and start replacing it with an inner cheerleader. It will allow you to refather and remother yourself. It makes room for mistakes and compassion gets you to your trauma coach or therapy appointment so that you can keep healing your inner child. Compassion takes hard work, but the reward is immeasurable. Self-loathing is also a lot of draining energy work, but with no benefit at the end of the tunnel. Choose self-compassion. Learning to love yourself is one of your most powerful weapons in your healing journey. Thank you for joining me for this week's Wellspring Wednesday. For more info, resources, support groups, classes, one-to-one private coaching, and more, visit fullcirclewellspring.com. For the latest info on schedules and updates, follow us on Facebook at Full Circle Wellspring. All other media, social links, blogs, and show notes are posted in the episode guide below. Until next time, be well, survivors.